All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis. Here's your host, Frank Saravalli. It's a ho ho holiday edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. We're streaming live on dailyfaceoff.com as well as Twitter and YouTube. Sorry, that was producer <laughs> Tyler laughing in my ear, which has me giggling. We are a couple days into the NHL's holiday roster. <laughs> we haven't touched the eggnog at all, man. <laughs> I Thomas. swear, we're good. We're, we're clean. We're good. It is December 22nd, 2021. We're coming at you live, as I said, on dailyfaceoff.com, as well as Twitter and YouTube. We're early into the holiday freeze. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning sending us into the uh, the pause caused by COVID-19. Mike, uh, how are you doing? So much to talk about. What's going on? I'm doing pretty well, man. That intro just, it got my mind off of absolutely everything. I'm ready to talk hockey. I got to focus here, Frank, because that was perfect. Oh, oh, holidays. Yeah, I'm glad to make a fool out of myself uh, live on stream for everyone. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds on the clock and drop the puck with this. The official announcement coming from the NHL this morning that NHL players will not be participating in the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympic Games. So significant news, and we had this response from the NHL Players Association and Executive Director Donald Fear. Let's throw that statement up there.
There we go. Uh, since the CBA extension was reached 17 months ago, NHL players have looked forward with great anticipation to once again participating in the Winter Olympics. Until very recently, we seem to be on a clear path to go to Beijing. COVID-19 has unfortunately intervened, forcing dozens of games to be postponed this month alone. No matter how much we wish it were not the case, we need to utilize the Olympic period to reschedule these games. Certainly, the players and hockey fans are quite disappointed, but playing a full 82-game season this year, something the pandemic has prevented us from doing since the 18-19 season, is very important. We expect that NHL players will return to the Olympics in 2026. Mike, I'm hit with that 2026. It seems impossibly far away. Uh, can't even begin to think of what the world will look like then, what kind of pandemic will have enveloped us all by then but i gotta ask you this what will you miss most about nhl players not participating in the olympics in february well speaking as a proud american i guess pretty tough that we might be missing out on the best team usa to ever step on the ice and i know we're gonna have nostalgic people out there thinking about the 1998 team that uh went to nagano and you know that team featured names like hull and kachuk and lafontaine leclerc madonna Antonio monte there was star power up front, but it wasn't the same as what this team would have had in 22 for 2022 for the U.S., especially on the back end. Defensively, this team, I mean, Adam Fox, McAvoy, Wierenski, Jones, McDonald, like go down the list. This was probably the most skilled team that the U.S. was ever going to ice for an Olympics. Top to bottom, that roster was so solid. I mean, the chance to see Matthews and Kane play together, Kyle Connor, uh, just the players that can grind the Kachuk brothers, you know, like it's just, it's tough for me to see that because I was so looking forward to it. Yeah. I think we all were the best team USA ever assembled, but for me, it's on the Canadian side and that's to not have Connor McDavid team up with his idol and Sidney Crosby. Those two players went to skate together in the summer to specifically prep for the potential of an Olympics together Everyone that was in the building watching, just saying how magical it was to see these players throw pucks into empty spaces where they knew the other one was eventually going to get mm -hmm. to. Sid doing his work along the boards, as he usually does, freeing up time and space for McDavid. Man, would have been unbelievable to see those two guys play together, potentially on a line as well. Uh, you have to wonder if this will be the last crack, potentially, at the Olympics for Sidney Crosby. Everyone holding their breath that the 2022 Olympics will be pushed back a year to 2023. We'll have to wait and see, but can't help but also feel disappointed for Steven Stamkos. We saw his Tampa mm -hmm. Bay Lightning last night getting sent into the Olympic break by virtue of a Stamkos goal, a franchise record-setting 65th game-winning goal for Stamkos. You think back to the Olympics, it's the one thing missing on his resume. Had a 50-goal season in 2010. Uh, was just a bit too young to be picked for that team in Vancouver. 2014, he gets hurt, can't participate after being selected. No Olympics for NHL players in 2018 and now 2022. Off to this magical start to the season. 35 points, turning back the clock for Stamkos. And I ask you, as the Lightning head into the break in the top spot in their division, are we? have we underestimated, have we not talked enough about the Lightning's ability to go for the three-peat? Well, I didn't underestimate him. I thought they had a good chance at it all along. I said, yeah, they could three-peat for sure. But I don't think we've talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning much because we just expect them to be great. 
that's what they are at this stage of the game. I mean, they're eight, one and one in their last 10. Obviously they're playing good hockey, but you look at how they're doing it. They're missing Kucherov. They're missing point. John Cooper last night in Vegas uh, comes back with a positive COVID test. He can't coach. So what does Tampa Bay go out and do? They're down three to one midway through the second period. Then they come roaring back and win four to three against the Vegas Golden Knights, who a lot of people look at as a potential rival in the Stanley Cup finals. I just think that the lightning are so deep. I think Julian Brisebois, the general manager there, has done a great job at backfilling talent as they've lost it, as players moved on through their contracts or expansion draft. Pierre Edouard Belmar, Corey Perry, they're playing significant mm. roles on the depth for that team. And they win. They just win, man. Home, road, doesn't matter for them. And they got the Andre Vasilevsky factor. He stole one last night in, in Vegas. Yeah, Vegas also dealing with two positive tests. Alex Petrangelo and Evgeny Dadanoff testing positive before the game. So they were unavailable. I wish mm -hmm. we could have seen that sort of best on best. Both teams at full strength. They went into the morning with no positive tests on either side. But when it comes to the Lightning, how much emotional capital do you think has been spent maybe on you know, playing this well in the regular season? How, do they have the ability to flip the switch? Um, you know, that's been the one thing, the talk about the grind of doing it in the bubble and then turning around in short order, a short summer, winning again on home ice with fans finally. You know, it, it, are they potentially peaking too soon? Is that a thing? Is that possible? Not for that team. That team is an absolute wheel, man. I think that they've got such a handle on it. It doesn't matter whether it's February, whether it's March, even in October, they believe in themselves. They know they've got that structure in place. They know how to win. Yeah, and scary to think about with the potential breaks coming up, uh, likely still a bye week that exists right after the All-Star break to think about the Lightning being able to get healthy at the right time of the year. Well, mm -hmm. that could be a scary thought for the rest of the Atlantic Division. Let's talk some stocking stuffers. One of my favorite things after you open all the gifts, you, you check out what's in your stocking, a uh, little present left behind from Santa. If you could give a present, Mike, to any team in the Metropolitan Division, we'll start with the Metro. We'll also tackle the Central today. We'll do the Atlantic and Pacific tomorrow. What would be your stocking stuffer for one of the teams in the Metro? I'd put some defense in the stocking of the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this team at the start of the year, midway through the season, or midway through what we've seen so far, thinking, man, they're pushing. Like, they're pretty good. They've got young talent. They can score. They might be in the playoff picture. Well, that's gone out the window lately. They've been on a big slide. And just defensively, eight times this season, they've allowed five or more goals against. And they've been getting crushed five on five. Their penalty kill has actually been pretty good. It's 15th in the league. It's about average. Five on five, just way too many high danger chances. They're third in the league in allowing those. So they're giving up way too much in front of their own net. I see blown coverage. They're not communicating. They're giving away the front of their net. Second most rebound goals. I think that the Devils right now under Lindy Ruff, who the knock on him when he was in Dallas previously was the team couldn't play defense. They were too fast and loose. I think it's the same thing in New Jersey. And then on top of that, they haven't gotten saves when they needed to. Team save percentage is at 89%. That's not good enough. Devils need to play defense if they want to have any hope of getting into the playoff picture. Yeah, I'm going to go across the Hudson to the New York Rangers. As well as they've played, they're hovering right around a 700 points percentage this season. No one's talking about them as a Stanley Cup contender. Part of the reason for that is just getting out of their own division in the playoffs. But the other part is you look at the way that this team has scored. They've got so much top-end talent with Panarin and Fox and Kreider and Zibanejad. 
They need more help in their middle six. And I'm looking squarely at guys like Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. Two, the number one and number two overall pick, these guys should be producing more at this point. Lafreniere is on pace for 22 points this season. Caco is just slightly above that, right both in the 16 goal range for the season, depending on how things play out with the number of games. But I think everyone was expecting them to be a little bit more of a threat, a bigger bump for this team. So can you imagine with how well the Rangers have played to this point this season, if you get those guys in the second season to take that much bigger of a step, that team would be so much better off and a legitimate threat in the Metro. So let's move to some stocking stuffers, Mike, in the Central Division. What would you like to hand out as a little toy or a gift in the Central? Well, I think the Dallas Stars need a little bit of help. They've been so inconsistent. They've won seven games in a row. Then they've gone on slides. They've been up and down. They're out of the playoffs. You know what they really need? They need that 35-year-old winger, Alexander Radulov, in a $6.25 million cap to have more than one goal. And the advanced numbers will say that Radulov should have scored more. Our own Rachel Dory hinted at that previously, but it hasn't worked for him. He's gotten time on the power play. It still has one goal. That's where six of his 12 points on the season have come. They've been assists on the power play. Five on five, they need more from Radulov. He's been relegated now to a bottom six role. He's got to earn his way back into the top six. They just need more. I mean, this is a player who's been able to score 30-goal pace in the NHL. He's been tough to play against. It just hasn't been there this year. That's a team that needs a little bit of depth scoring, like you hinted at with the Rangers. Dallas needs more of that as well because their top line of Pavelski, Robertson, and Hintz cannot carry them carry them at all times. Yeah, I'm going to look at the Colorado Avalanche. They should be better than a 667 team. And my gift for them as we resume play after the pause in the holidays would be health. It's really that simple. The Colorado Avalanche have lost 147 man games due to injury this season, fifth most in the NHL, but it's also been injuries of significant consequence. You look for a stretch of time, both Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz out at the same time. They need to go with Jonas Johansson in net. That didn't work. Then you look at another stretch of time, Rantanen, Makar, and Devon Taves all out at the same time. Those guys get healthy again. It's McKinnon, Comfer, Bowen Byram that are out. Uh, you know, they've never really been able to string together a healthy lineup. And you look at certain stretches where they've gotten close to being healthy, 43 goals in an eight-game run. That team has the ability and the depth, the talent to be, you know, really one of the best teams we've seen in a while. But they've, you know, rarely been able to put it all together at the same time this year. Injuries have doomed them at, at certain points in the playoffs in recent years. There's a lot of pressure on that team. The you know, consensus Stanley Cup favorite heading into the year to get over the hump, and they're going to need to be healthy in order to do it. Yep, you got to bring everybody, and it's tough because you can't grab much momentum when that happens, right? You want to be rolling, you want to have everybody healthy, whether it's COVID, whether it's injuries. It's been tough for the Avalanche in that way, but we've seen other teams move through it, power through. They're doing fine. They've got another gear. Yeah, they also have another gear on the road. They've been almost perfect at home, 7-6-1 and one on the road. Let's go to another edition of The Next Wave with Chris Peters and preview the World Junior Championship coming up over the holidays.
Pleased to welcome back into the program Chris Peters for another edition of The Next Wave. Uh, Chris, happy holidays to you. Uh, Certainly some news coming out uh, from the World Junior Championship over the last 24 hours. Capacity has been reduced to 50%. There will be no concessions open, no food or drink in the stands. Uh, Certainly disappointing for fans of that tournament, but I think everyone's going to be watching. A lot of people are going to be watching at home. So, Chris, for the purposes of previewing the tournament, give us your favorite heading into it. Well, I I think it's the same as it is pretty much every year, right? I I think Canada is certainly the best team on paper in terms of having good goaltending, a solid decor, a lot of dynamic skill up front, and then you've also got the the young superstars like Shane Wright and Connor Bedard and what role they're going to end up playing on the team. But, you know, I think when you just look at the the lineup top to bottom, it's really hard to beat Canada's depth. You look at the guys that they have that with the ability to score. I certainly think the Americans and the Russians in particular have teams that could give Canada a run for their money and, and really potentially knock them out. It's really when you get to that one game situation uh, where single game elimination, anything can happen. But, Really, I think Canada's got, you know, Owen Power on the back end, Sebastian Kosa and Dylan Grand in net, two guys that could very easily start for them. Um, you know, you've also got up front such talent like Cole Perfetti, Shane Wright, who I already mentioned, and, and, and guys like Mason McTavish and Ridley Gregg, who can bring a little bit of sandpaper in addition to skill. So I think that they've got kind of the, the most well-rounded team in the tournament right now. And they also have the benefit of playing on home. Even though it's 50% capacity, you know, those 50% will be really loud for Canada. Well, you touched on the teams that we usually associate with in North America, obviously the U.S. and Canada and Russia being in the mix. But generally every year there's a team that surprises. So on your radar, Chris, who is your sleeper pick for this year's tournament? Yeah, you know, I think the team that could potentially move up and and, and even win two games in the medal round if, if things break correctly for them is Slovakia. And we have not been able to say that for a long time. But Slovakia has a really interesting team. You've got Martin Kromiak and Jakub Demek, a couple of guys that are are drafted players that have been in this tournament. Kromiak has been in this tournament before, could be an offensive leader. But then you've also got some really talented players up front and it, that are draft eligible. Uri Slavkovsky, uh, Philip Mayshar, uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, who's not draft eligible until 2023. On the back end, Simon Nemitz Nemitz is one of the top defensemen available for this tournament. So uh, it's going to come down to them. Can they get the goaltending? They don't have a lot of uh, you know talent in that department. That's really w- what will have to be the difference. But since they're in the group of death with the U.S. and, and Russia and Sweden, they're going to be battle-tested in the preliminary round. If they get the right breaks in terms of maybe getting one win against one of those teams and moving up into third place, it gives them a more favorable quarterfinal opponent because you don't want to run into Canada right off the bat. So uh, keep an eye on Slovakia. They could be impressive. They, they have a lot more skill than we're used to seeing them have in this tournament. Well, we all watch this tournament to see which team come out can come out on top. But I think the really sexy item is always, how about the draft picks? We're looking to see the young talent that might be playing in the NHL in the short future. So, Chris, who are your top three draft eligible players that we should be keeping our eye on? Yeah, well, right now, heading into the tournament, there are so many, but one of the top guys is going to be Shane Wright, of course. Everybody looks at him to be the number one pick. He's probably going to be Canada's top center, which when you're a draft-eligible player, it's really hard to get that role. It sounds like he's going to play with Cole Perfetti, and I think Perfetti very well could be you know one of the best forwards overall in this tournament. So you've got an elite playmaker 
with a heady two-way center. And then whoever ends up on their right wing, which has kind of been a revolving door in practices so far, is going to have the benefit of playing with two really high-end players. So obviously Shane Wright is number one. The guy that's number two for me right now, it's kind of been a moving target. I think anybody that's number two on the on the draft board could go anywhere. But Joachim Kamel for Finland is the guy that is probably the most intriguing coming into the tournament. He's one of the top scorers in, in Finland's Liga as a draft-eligible player. He's got a great goal-scoring tool, high-end release, really good puck skills, some shiftiness. You know, So a lot of people were talking about Brad Lambert at this time last year as being one of the top Finns for the draft this year. Kamel has seemingly surpassed him over with, with his play this year, and I think that he's going to be a guy that you have to watch. And then on Team USA, Logan Cooley, electric skater. He's probably going to be the number two center for the U.S., likely to play with Matthew Nyes, who's a much bigger player, who, who should cre- be able to create some room for a guy like Cooley, who's about 5'10", you know, not 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 the heaviest guy. So, you know, you're, you're looking for that high-end skill. He's an electric skater, great puck skills, high-end release. He was one of actually the USA's best forwards at the Summer World Junior Camp. And now he's kind of had to assume this role because Thomas Bortolo was knocked out by COVID. So you get Logan Cooley to play a big role. Those guys are going to have a great opportunity to showcase themselves for the draft. Interesting. Chris, quickly give us your pick, your early pick for World Junior MVP. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go with Cole Perfetti. I think that there's, there's some good value if you're if you're looking for uh, some bets out there. I really like Perfetti's opportunity for a couple of reasons. One, he's really skilled. Obviously, we know that. He's played in the AHL this year. He's a returning player. But Canada also has a pretty weak p- preliminary round bracket. It should allow him to really collect points. And then if Canada ends up moving on and going to win the tournament, I think he's going to be playing a really big role for them. So I've got Cole Perfetti as my pre-tournament MVP pick. So much to look forward to, Chris. Uh, three Americans here on the show where I, you know, certainly keeping an eye on Team USA, which has never won back-to-back gold medals at the World Junior. We'll see if they can do that and win for the second year in a row in Edmonton. We'll keep an eye on all that. Looking forward to your daily coverage on dailyfaceoff.com from the World Juniors. Thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks a lot, guys. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time. This has been another edition of the Blue. All right, it's time for our daily face-off show inbox question of the day, Mike. Our, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO. And this one's a simple one in keeping with the holiday theme today. You see our lights up there on our banner up top. What is your favorite Christmas food? What's your favorite Christmas food tradition? Well, if it's Christmas Eve, it's prime rib. I love to make it in the oven. I wanted to smoke it. It got voted down by my family this year. So I'm, I'm disappointed Why? in that. But my favorite Christmas, well, they just, I tried it. I smoke everything. And so like they've, they're, they're tired they've been oversmoked. They are. I think so. Uh, and they're afraid out. I might screw it up. I have. How about that? <laughs> uh, and if we're going on Christmas Day, though, my favorite is actually Chinese food. General Tso's chicken, mm. the most sugared up Americanized version of Chinese food that's out there is my favorite. We do it so we can just enjoy the holiday. We order a big spread of Chinese food and and have at it, my friend. That's my favorite. How about yours? Interesting. Yeah, we don't have any real strong tradition. I know uh, being Italian, everyone always asks, do you do the Feast of the Seven Fishes? Nope, uh, don't do that. But one thing that does remind me of Christmas, uh, certainly a 
uh, an array of cookies, a cookie tray, but one in particular, the Pizzelle, uh, certainly uh, from an Italian perspective, this seeing this cookie, I can taste it. Uh, just looking at the photo, uh, you know, sprinkle a little powdered sugar on that, whether you go with the vanilla or the traditional uh, licorice type flavor, uh, certainly can't go wrong with a thin, delicate, well-made Pizzelle. So that's, uh, that speaks to, uh, to, to, tradition for me and Christmas, you know, not a, not a big one. We're all over the map in terms of food. We could have turkey, ham, you know, roast beef sandwiches, whatever it is, we'll, we'll do it up and uh, looking forward to having uh, lots of friends and family over for Christmas later this week. Let's bring in Tyler, your Remchuk. No best bets today. Uh, that's because there are no games. Uh, we've now entered the holiday pause. That'll give you a nice opportunity to, uh, brag about how many units you're up this season, but also to take a look at uh, some longer view plays for the season. Yeah, first off, Frank, I'm Ukrainian on both sides of the family, so I'm going to be having homemade pierogies, homemade put ahead all weekend, breakfast, lunch, <laughs> dinner. It's going to be unbelievable. It will uh, make up for the fact that there's no hockey for me to bet on. Like you said, uh, we'll jump into some lines here, but looking at some bigger picture stuff, figured haven't done an update on the divisional odds in a few, uh, in about over a month now. So let's jump right into them, courtesy of points bets, starting in the Pacific Division, where the Vegas Golden Knights are back on top. And really, there hasn't been a division that's moved around in terms of the odds race more than the Pacific Division. If you remember back at the start of the year, it was Vegas firmly in that top spot. Calgary was down further than that, and Edmonton was second at about plus 400. Well, Edmonton skyrocketed up thanks to their hot start, and they've come right back down to earth. This one here, if you're going to put money on it, I don't mind going with the Vegas Golden Knights. You're getting them at plus money. They're leading the division right now. And with guys like Jack Eichel and also Alec Martinez and other players returning to the lineup, I think Vegas can just keep rolling and take the division this year. Moving along, but staying in the West, the Central Division, the Colorado Avalanche, big favorites in this one at minus 200. If you're looking for value, the Minnesota Wild aren't in a terrible spot. I think if you're a Wild fan, you love the fact that it's still paying out plus 325 if you wanted to throw a little bit more on them to win the division. But I'm not touching this one. Colorado's payout isn't good enough. And I really do think that, Frank, like you alluded to earlier, if they start getting healthy, they're going to run away with that central division. Uh, coming up next, we're going to jump into the Atlantic, where we also talked earlier about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I really like the value on the Lightning at plus 170. I think, obviously, I mean, back-to-back -back champs, they're so deep. And they're only going to get healthier as well. The fact that they're kind of in a split here at plus 170 with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like the value on Tampa at plus 170. And I'll be throwing a little bit on that. And to wrap things up in the Metro division, probably the most wide open of the four, if we're being honest. You got Carolina at plus 160, Washington at plus 200, followed by Pittsburgh. And then the Rangers at five to one. So if you want a bit of a long shot, Rangers at five to one. Now, maybe not a terrible spot, not something I'll be betting on personally. But if you wanted to do, you know, make a little bit of money, I don't mind throwing a unit on Carolina and a unit on Washington. For the simplicity of the math, let's say you did 100 bucks on each, you would profit 60 bucks if Carolina won the division. You would profit about 100 bucks if Washington won the division. So it's actually not a bad spot to do a little bit of a double bet there because I could, I, I really only see one of Carolina or Washington taking that top spot in the division and that's going to do it for our daily bet segment frank a little look at the division odds yeah tyler so what's your favorite pierogi how wild do you guys get on the pierogi front 
Oh no, we keep it like right down the middle. I went over, uh, me and my sisters went up to my parents' house the other day and we homemade probably close to like, you know, 75, 80 of them and just cheddar, cheese, um, potato in one. We don't get too fancy. 75 to 80 that feels like a sitting to me lunch i don't know I, <laughs> that's an absolute good luck, shift, getting, man. good luck getting through the holidays <laughs> with that i was gonna say i'm also uh i'm a big fan of we got a little cheesesteak pierogi action here that uh i don't know you gotta mix in a little flavor every now and again i probably undersold uh, how many we made because i can feel my phone buzzing it's probably the family group chat telling me i was off by a few hundred i sat out i only got the stamina for like half and i let them do the rest <laughs> Oh, there you go. That sounds about right for you. Uh, Thanks to Tyler for our daily bet segment. And now let's get to garbage time. My favorite segment of the show, Mike McKenna, the floor is yours. Man, I, you know what? I didn't know much about pierogies until I had teammates from Western Canada with Ukrainian heritage, which I never knew there were so many. There's so many from Western Canada. You know, my garbage time today is, is actually a great thing. Uh, It's a story out of Philadelphia, a fan named Joe Bustani from Louisiana traveled to Philadelphia for last night's game. Uh, his wife spent a ton of money on plane tickets, on the tickets themselves for the game, hotel room, and the game's postponed six hours before. He's never seen the Flyers live in person. And he put a big, long thread on Twitter, um, tagged the Flyers, tagged NHL, NHLPA, basically just how sad he was that he couldn't be there uh, and how tough it's been on him to not have that chance, never seeing one. Well, Cam Atkinson, James Van Riemsdyk, Scott Lawton, Bernie Perrant, they all got in on the action here and said, hey, man, we got you. We're going to get you to a game. We're going to make this right. The Scott Lawton, my former teammate of the Flyers, said, hey, man, I got a jersey for you when you show up. So good on the Flyers. No surprise. Uh, always one of the best teams in terms of taking care of their community and outreach. And so I hope Joe Bustani from Louisiana gets the chance to have his dream come true, see a Flyers game in person, and then have the opportunity to meet Gritty and everybody else uh, hopefully at some point, whenever world gets back to however normal it may be when we can meet players again. Yeah. I love that story. I also love Bernie Perrant chipping in as well. Uh, mm-hmm. only the Lord saves more than Bernie Perrant. So certainly true <laughs> again there. That is all the time that we have for today's show. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis from around the National Hockey League. We've got one more show for you tomorrow before we go on our own holiday break. And we'll be back with some more stocking stuffers and certainly a lot more to keep your attention tuned on what we can expect beyond the NHL's holiday break when things resume again on December 27th. We'll see you at 12 noon Eastern. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water 
it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.